Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and this episode of the Not Alex Cast is brought to you by the Standard 14 Northeast 22nd uh, Facebook.com slash the Standard PDX. I'm keeping the ad short since this isn't technically my show. So I do another show with frequent Alex Cast guest John Myers. It's called John and Alex Hate Stuff. You can find it at John and Alex Hate Stuff.com. John and Alex Hate Stuff.com. Alex always spelled with two X's, same as this show. You can subscribe to it on iTunes and Stitcher and probably other places, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, Google Music Store and all that stuff. So the point is, uh, it's another show, completely independent of that. And um, I was going to put up an episode that we did on this feed. So you guys can take a listen. This is episode three, I think. It's the one where... So basically, John and I watch a movie. We announced it on the previous episode what movie we're going to watch, and then, you know, following. So it's like, hey, next episode we're going to watch, in this case, The Fifth Element. So this is the episode where we watch The Fifth Element. It was a good one. Um, I love that movie, John. Not so much. And, yeah, we talk about it for a bit. So that's the show. And I'm just putting this episode up to get some more ears on it, because, uh, you know, that would be good for us <laughs> okay yes enjoy this episode of john and alex hate stuff hey john yeah alex you know what i hate what do you hate i hate the dirty mangalores for killing the mandashawan those bastards they were just trying to deliver the fifth element safely to earth i hate this movie so much You have no idea how excited I am to talk about this. I I love this movie. I my love for it has been reaffirmed. I've watched it three times since since we decided to do this. Good. Oh god. To be fair, one of which was with Rift Tracks on, just because I wanted to see if he had anything funny to say. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to. I actually thought about just watching it that way. But. It's it, the Rift Tracks isn't good. It's one of the very early Rift Tracks where it's mic only. It's just mic. And yeah. uh, I just think one person riffing uh, is is difficult to sit there. Agreed. So is the Fifth Element. No. Boom. Incorrect. Boom. Incorrect. Wonderful film. So we watched the Fifth Element. What would be funnier? Do you want to try to uh, recap the film? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? What in a you... series of fart noises? Yeah. Why don't Why don't you Why don't you just put your hand up uh, up in that uh, armpit region and start making yeah. some squeaks? So the the plot of the Fifth Element is there's a ball of evil that shows up when. These three planets have an eclipse. And for some reason, it needs to destroy Earth because it's evil. Yeah. I don't know all life or just life on Earth. I think it's supposed to be all life. Okay. The only way to stop it is with uh, five elements. And it happens every 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. And the 5,000 years happens in a very annoying future where a perfect being, which we can get into that, but a perfect being uh, finds Bruce Willis. And mm-hmm. then Bruce Willis is responsible for helping to... Shepherd it to its ultimate mission to stop the giant cosmic ball of evil and save the day. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just about that's right. Largely it. Yeah, and I'm still not seeing a problem yet. Yeah. This is this is where I'm lost. Well, no, like from a distance, this looks like a fine movie. What's interesting is because from the distance that I watched it, about three feet, it's a fucking perfect it's, movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last week or last episode, I predicted. I said that I was going to find the uh, Egyptian stuff boring, which is my memory of the film, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to like the rest of the stuff. Um, now, now we'll recall with my mistake with uh, the Alien movie, wherein I picked the wrong movie, and then turns out I hated the whole thing. 
I was wrong about this one as well, but in a very different way. The Egyptian stuff was fucking gold. Oh, boy. Gold, I tell you. I like great line uh from from the pre uh, from the archaeologist are you german yeah oh yeah <laughs> when, when, no when, i like it because the show on to show up yeah Wonderful. because i too thought this the all the comedy from episode one of star wars was hilarious well this that is the same barometer of comedy as this no, movie like it is one, awful episode one stole from this i, I don't yeah i out. don't doubt it yeah. yeah that's not that's not something you should be proud of yeah i probably shouldn't have said that part yeah but either way uh, I, I delightful film. Uh, that beginning part, great. Uh, Luke Perry. Here's here's my first note for the entirety of the Fifth Element. Luke Perry with above the title billing. Good job. Oh yeah. Luke Perry above the title billing shows up for two and a half minutes screen time. I'd say. Yeah. Well, that is uh, that's like Twin Peaks firework with me with uh, the, with Twin Peaks just starting up again. I started watching that, and yeah, all like the first names are like David Bowie, who's in the movie for thirty seconds. But uh, yeah, yeah, Luke Perry, hot box office draw, Luke Perry. And I got to tell you, speaking of hot, Luke Perry, that's a handsome son of a bitch. Oh, sure, yeah. You kind of forget, like, you know, because 90s heartthrob, you're expecting to be like, I don't know, it's kind of 90s hot. That's a fucking handsome fella. I was always more Dylan than Brandon. Brandon would just, and I mean, don't even, Steve, who gives a crap? Ian Ziering, Like, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, he finally found his, his footing when he got into the Sharknado yeah. business. Thank God for that. Well... I think I just found an idea for later movies in the series. Nope. <laughs> yep. You would be wrong. <laughs> Frankly, I'm not even kidding. So I watched the Egyptians and I am I am wrapped. I mm-hmm. love this movie. And the, the note I kept taking, and this is not necessarily out of order, but a note I keep making is every single choice in this movie is opposite of what one would expect. So for the example I bring, <laughs> yes, you would expect something to be good. No, and they make no, 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 but that's but that's the thing. But I, it's great. Let's just make another boring sci-fi movie. I mean, they just made truly unique, weird decisions, and I, I honestly like it for it. So, like, who's going to be the president of the Earth? Yeah. Okay. Tiny Lister. Yeah. No, but just, he plays it subtle. Mm. No, there's no boing. His eyes crossing and falling. Really? He played no, not really. George like when they when they see the uh, uh, they're doing it at the end. And at it's the like, end, no. I was about to say the, the very end. There was some slapstick from him, but the whole front of the movie is just him speaking in a deep voice, yeah. being a president. That's so, only because but, everything else is bonkers and ridiculous and over I'm, the top. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what I love about this movie is they go, oh, what should we do? We'll hire an over-the-top weirdo bad actor to be the president. How are we going to make him act? Stoic. Yeah. Fantastic! I lo- Every choice is just bananas on this fundamental level, and I love it. You can't expect what's going to happen next in the film. Like, even if you know what's going to happen next, there's no way you'd predict its method that it chose to approach it. Yeah. Okay, I guess I guess what you, you see, what I see is a bug, you see is a feature. Okay, so... When do you start to get annoyed? So let's start with let's start with the the Egyptian stuff here. Okay, the Egyptian stuff, yeah, already is not great. So it starts out kind of interesting when the guy basically just lays out the plot of what's happening. Yeah, and then the the giant aliens waddle down. It starts to lose me almost immediately. Where they have to leave immediately, and they leave that guy behind for some reason. Oh, the guy that gets his hand crushed. That gets his hand crushed. Like that gives him the key to yeah. unlock. Just re-unlock the door. You know, hey, let me back out. That doesn't happen because don't worry about it. We got to go. We got to get out of here. The stones aren't safe and they leave. I like their design. I don't understand how that becomes Mila Jovovich. Yeah, this is, uh, so there's there's there, there's two things in this movie that I'm confused by and I maybe think is a flaw, but I'm not sure. The Mila Jovovich thing 
is I have a theory on it, but let's let's not even get there yet. All right, before not, before yeah. actually we get into any of it, yeah, I'm just going to nip something about right now. The the you need to just turn off your brain and have fun. And yes, that's true. But I was not having fun, so I could not turn off my brain. Oh, it's so fun. The, the The best way I can describe it is the first time you're in Bruce Willis's apartment and everything is happening all at once and it is loud and obnoxious. Yeah. That is the entirety of the fifth element. Okay. It's so big and shrill and irritating. Now, let me, let me respond by the point and very close to where you're talking about where I, I actually said out loud, I fucking love this movie. Mm-hmm. A guy tries to rob him by putting oh, a picture God. of the hallway on yeah. his hat, which is, no, that's brilliant. No, that is brilliant. But the way that scene plays out is so annoying. It's, it's like, uh, and then he starts to dance for no reason. God. It's amazing. Damn it. It's amazing. How is that amazing? He just makes a weird noise yeah. and starts hammer because, dancing. Because this movie, is, so this movie is an early anime dub where they're like, well, we can't have signs <laughs> on the screen. We have to go, <laughs> fine. Because that is, everything has to make noise. And it's, it's yeah. A, it's a man in a hallway with futuristic hammer pads yeah. with a picture of the hallway on his head, uh-huh. break dancing for no reason. It's so great. Oh. I, I I said out loud, I fucking love this movie while yeah. watching it. That oh. made me, uh, that, pure joy. Mm-hmm. Pure joy, this movie. All right. So we leave, we leave, uh, we leave Egypt. Go 300 right. years in the future, 350 years in the future, depending on what kind of math you're good at doing, because mm-hmm. the math is not correct. And uh, we're introduced to our hero, Corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, two notes on him. One, uh, maybe I was just in a bit of a, uh, you know, a gender fluidity was going a little bit more towards guys when I was watching this, but Bruce Willis is a handsome motherfucker in this oh, movie. Oh, sure, yeah. Jesus. Like, well, everything anyone wears in this movie is skin tight. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of, you kind of forget, that, it's not that you forget, but... Bruce Willis is old and kind of grimy and he yeah. kind of like grizzled good looking. I kind of forgot that he was kind of like delicate good looking. Like he's, he is a nice yeah, looking well, fella. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good mix of like tough guy, but uh, yeah, not like the eight, not like, you know, crappy Adrian Brody or something, but just, yeah, yeah it was a um, more a Paul Newman kind of situation. Also, uh, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look it up, but um, do you know what happened to his arm? I noticed he's got a big surgery scar going down one of his, his, uh, his right shoulder. Mm. Anytime he moved the camera, the 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 light kind of caught it. I mean, it's a thick scar from no, like never, never upper shoulder to like like almost the armpit. Like he had some kind of massive surgery. Never or noticed. Yeah. And being being the admin of Bruce Willis's arm dot biz, uh, you'd think I would know something like that. You would. But... In fact, I know that I'm just a mod on there now, but I think I'm going to need admin rights after that. I think yeah. yeah. All right. So we meet we meet Bruce Willis in his in his uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. Right, we meet him in his apartment, right? Well, we do, but before we do that, we we see. Am I out of order? No, well, just just slightly. We yeah. there's there's the scene where the giant ball of of cosmic evil is born. Yeah, and and Zeus, Tiny Lister, from his like weird lounge party office that just anyone can go into. Apparently, the there he's monitoring people, monitoring the ball being formed. Yeah, and the priest who is the expert of astral phenomenon yeah yukon cornelius yeah he just speaks up about how it's bad and they yeah. try to blow it up and it doesn't work yeah and then it goes to bruce willis yeah, that's right bruce willis driving so is he do we meet him in the apartment or the cab no, no we meet him in the apartment because he wakes up and and uh oh that's right and everything comes to life and then he gets those his apartment distribute cigarettes yeah yeah and it right. says the, the the cigarettes which are like 90 percent uh filter which I thought was a clever yeah, I device. Yeah, I like the cigarettes. But then... I mean, I like everything. But, but then, but, yeah. like, because it's this 
fucking movie. You see this 90% of cigarettes and you see the sign above it that says like, you know, to quit is my goal. And then there's a voice that tells you that because why wouldn't there be, why wouldn't you just hammer this point home? Why wouldn't everything just be over the top and in your face? Because you're too stupid to put a thought in your own head with this movie. This movie is so, if you saw this movie and you love it and you were eight, absolutely you are correct. But if you saw this movie above that age and are like, no, it's good. You are an idiot. Yeah, I think it's, I think the problem is, is that it's super predictive of modern technology and that you're missing that point because you're not realizing that like modern technology is that irritating. You've seen people the way they use their phones. How, how is that any less irritating than, than the, the technology interface in this movie? Because the phone doesn't say it out loud too. I also think, I also think you're putting on, it, it's more just, that uh, Luke, it's more hello, that Luke, Siri. it's more that Luke Besson happened to be right. Not that he was trying to be right. I, that I, dude is not subtle at all. If I can go out of order, there's f- three or four different things that this movie predicted that came true in the future. I'll say it right now. 3D printing of tissue mm-hmm. in, in the rebuild scene. Roombas. Mm-hmm. And remote-controlled cockroaches, which they have in labs. And I think there was another one. But right there, that's that's this movie is more predictive than any, you know, what people would respectable sci-fi. This movie has three predictions. Oh, three. Of, okay. Nearly 30 years. All right. Well, future. we should probably stop it early because I'm convinced now. Well, yeah, as well, you should, because you didn't think about that, did you? Because you're so you're so hell bent on, on thinking like, oh, this is annoying. But the because yeah, it is because so, the future is annoying. Think about the future that we live in right now. It's irritating. Yeah. Talk to it, Siri out loud. I mean, everything's loud. People talking to Bluetooth things in their ears. I mean, that's a, what's what you're talking about. You're talking about people talking, not not machines yelling at you. Siri's a machine. It yells at you. It you ever try, you ever try cussing at it? It, it <laughs> no, yells at you. I, I try not to swear at my machines. Yeah, well, at least in this future, they weren't brainwashed like you. And Fair part, enough. Part of, part of this dystopian future in heavy quotes, because frankly, this future is better than the one we live in. Fair now. Enough, I do like the idea of window service restaurants when he's. Uh, oh, talking to the the Chinese Thai food guy. The chi- yeah, from Lethal Weapon Four. Um, that same actor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that, that part, uh, here's, here's the other thing that I can actually say annoyed me about the movie. There's very few things. Uh, I really didn't need his mom. His mom really took me out of the film. I I have, I have a whole thing with that. Yeah. This movie is not that big on women. Like women are boobs or they're nags. Like you have, you have either all like the stewardesses and whatever that are just, everyone in this movie is a model. Every yeah. female in this movie is a model. When you work at McDonald's, you're gorgeous and you're wearing a corset. Or you're the homely Princess Leia-looking lady that's supposed to be Bruce Willis's wife. Or a nag. It's very French guy, basically. I just, again, something I noticed because I was not yeah. enjoying myself. But yeah, it's just, this movie is is a little... In the in the woke era of 2017, that part. No, doesn't I don't know. I mean, well. the, the the thing that saves the movie is a woman. The other yeah. thing that saves Dude's the movie. Who's perfect? She's perfect. And they the mentioned other, that several times because other, she's hot. The other thing that saves the movie, and she can fight really well and commune with the five elements for some reason. Yeah, well, she no, can. For some reason, she was designed that way. She's got 20 different she? strands of DNA. Oh, so you have you have multiple strands of DNA, so you can fight perfect. good. Perfect. Well, right. Fight well, John. Okay, sorry. You know, if you're going to make fun of this wonderful movie, at least do it grammatically correct. All right. So. Chicken. She's per- And opera singer lady, that's a lady. Oh, boy. Yeah. She, that lady that Ruby Rod ate out for no reason, that was a lady. Yeah. She was a fully yeah. fleshed character. Yeah, clearly. She right. went to Vassar, John. <laughs> oh, I missed that part. Yeah. I'm tired of your Vassar bashing. <laughs> I totally understand. Like, that's the thing is I'm probably going to agree with all the points that you make about yeah, the movie. I mean, that's the thing. I, it's I, not necessarily the lack of like female showing up that I love, but I love the bananas bonkers choice. That's, that's makes. a lot of this yeah. is that this movie is not incompetently made. There's some really s- stupid stuff, 
but it's just, I hate every choice this movie made. I hate everything about its style and what it did. And it's not, it's, it's largely a point of aesthetics to some degree. I will say the script doesn't make any sense at all. Now that I actually like not joking. I, 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 I would disagree with what part doesn't make sense. Okay. Why is, why is it a covert mission to go get these stones? Why not just have the lady come to earth? Why not do that? You, you, you own a giant military, apparently that could take this person or this being to earth. Why not do that? Why was any of it covert? Why was there so much subterfuge involved in getting on the plan to get to Flossed in Paradise when Zorn could just go there? He just went there well, and it wasn't a, a problem. Because they weren't aware of the fact that the bad guys knew where the stones were. The idea was they're trying to hide the locations. No one knew where the stones were until it was overheard by the cockroach bug. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know the cockroach bug had overheard them. So they were doing a covert mission because they didn't. I can't believe I'm defending this. But yeah, no, true. go ahead. Is do. That, uh, it, as far as they knew, they were the only ones that knew where the stones were. So they needed to do it discreetly. Right. So, and the only way to do that was to hire a guy that's not even in the military anymore. Well, he's supposed to, okay. And, you, and highly publicize his going to Flossed in Paradise. No, I'll give you that. That that was a little awkward, but I think the idea there was, is that he's supposed to be this amazing, like he's supposed to be the one guy that could pull off the, like he's supposed to be the most trustable dude in the military. Right. Which it, is evident that, because he doesn't work for the military anymore and he drives a cab. No, but he is getting apparently morning, uh, you know, hourly calls from his old CO uh, to beg him to come back in. Remember, his boss called him that morning before knowing about anything. Oh, this I thought that asked, was just Finger. I'm sorry. No, that wasn't Finger. That was that was that was uh, Sergeant Replicant. Oh, um, Brian James, who I who I felt really bad for in this movie, even though he's been in worse. He, he uh, Brian James, I like his face a lot. He is he is so mm. he's just such a. And I want to say, if there's some choices that are made in this movie, I don't like it. It's it's a lot of his facial work is, but I like looking at him enough that I kind of forgave it. But sure. he he hammed it up in a appropriate manner for this movie no but not not for how everybody else was acting so like he kind of he wasn't he wasn't on the same level of ham as the rest of the scene around him so really just kind of stuck out a bit not he certainly was doing the equal amount of ham as the music the music is so just pummel you over the head with what's going on everything is so yeah. goofy and like the scene well who taught him how to negotiate well, I wonder. Blah. And then it's him looking, you know, like coughing and acting all, uh, well, not me. Yeah. That was, there's so much, this movie, this movie would be so much better if you reduced the zaniness by like 30%. I would, yeah, 50%. Like they, like an interstellar when he tells the robot, just, yeah, tone it down. If you did that, this would be so much better for a movie. But this movie is Jar Jar Binks with less racism. Well, here's, oh, I don't know about less racism because that's one of the, I actually made a note. Actually, here's here's a note I've made about our show so far, and this is not this is not our fault. But I said that so far. <laughs> yeah, please put that caveat in there. But so far, the closely deposited depiction of a person of color is Lucius Fox and the Blue Opera Singer. That's true. <laughs> There's every single person that's remotely not white in every movie we've seen so far. Well, that's not been, our fault. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not our fault. Like right. this is, but it's just one of those things that like. You know, trying to be aware, you know, be woke in a certain mm -hmm. way, trying to be aware of things like as we're watching these. And I'm not thinking these are particularly racist movies, but it's like, boy, there's you're you're really you're really scratching pretty deep to try to find anybody remotely not horrible. Yeah. Person of color, except for opera singer lady, by the way, uh, uh, Basson's uh, uh, fiance or, or, or long term girlfriend going into this movie who he left during the filming for Mila Jovovich. Oh, so we've, right. got, we, we've established, we've established um, that I'm irritated. <laughs> Corbin Dallas, handsome motherfucker, really good relationship with his Thai food guy. Yeah. 
his mom's a little shrill. He's got a great relationship with his boss. Then we then we go. Uh, they cut to. The Mandashawan are on the way to the planet. Right. They're supposed to deliver these things. And the they're, they're shot down by... The Mangalores. Yeah. yeah. Which that... The way that scene is shot, I found very irritating. Like, just the way the close-ups are, it's very cartoonish and... It's almost like fisheye lens kind of thing. And, like, the movements they're making barely correspond to what you're seeing on screen. And so they blow up the thing. Which uh, I actually thought that, just that spot to stop you there, mm-hmm. I even made note, was actually really clever. As far as like a plot device, because again, every choice they make is weird. Instead of the good aliens coming down and giving the instructions, like like normally a movie would have a handoff here, would be the ancient power would meet the would meet Bruce Willis or somebody. Like it would be Luke meets Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan dies. Uh-huh. You don't have the old master meet the new, you know, whoever the the hero, the Joseph Campbell-esque hero going on the journey. Right. They explode and then have to be rebuilt from their hand. I actually thought that was a clever kind of Again, every choice is against the natural progression sure. of this movie would have been those aliens landing, then the Mangalores coming down and killing them. And now it's like, oh, I'm unprotected and I have to, you know, finish this mission on my own. Yes. Pointlessly it, yeah. extending things is good. I agree. Well, not pointlessly. It's a need because again, what do you want? Just a boring sci-fi movie? Well, so, that's what this so she shows, choices were taken so she's, she shows up, yeah. right? Well, the hand shows up and they rebuild this thing that turns out to be Milyovovich because... What do you mean because? Why is it Milyovovich? Like, why is that? Oh, why okay. is that so what they look like inside? So here's here's no here's the thought that I had because I was I was trying to figure that out as well. But it's what I actually think is happening. Since she's the perfect thing, what it is is that her DNA got resequenced on a human world, so it resequenced into a perfect human. If oh she had, boy! No, no, no! Follow, no, no! I'm not even saying. Follow me here. If she had landed on uh, on the on the Mandashawan homeworld and they rebuilt her from DNA, it would turn into Mandashawan. It's more like but, it was like a Lego fun factory. She got pressed into a human shape because that 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 computer knows how to build humans. But wasn't she Mandashawan to begin with? No. What was that? What was that arm then? No, she was because she's built. She was built in the form of Mandashawan, but her DNA has every form possible. Okay. So since she was built by humans, she became the perfect human. If she was built by the Mangalores, she would have been a perfect Mangalore. If she was built by uh, a blue opera lady, she'd be the perfect blue opera lady. Why does that matter? Why does she need to be the perfect human? Well, because she's because she's got to be the thing that unites everything. The whole point is she's like a, like, but a, she doesn't have to interact with anyone to make that happen. Really. It does not matter. What do you mean? She's got to be like a messianic figure. That's, that's sort of the point. All she has to do is stand in the thing and look up. No, she has to feel love. Okay. So yeah, they put her into the 3d printer and, and she pops out. Mm-hmm. First, first case of the replicant guy having his face look weird is him going, you know, uh, work on your communication yeah, ability. That that did make it like, why are you dangling your dog tags at her? Yeah, I'll give you that one. That part was weird, but I think they were trying to get across that that guy might be a bit of an idiot. Yes. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it just because, I mean, frankly, we just saw Mila Jovovich completely naked in a tube. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty all right with that happening. Yeah, welcome yeah. to why most people like this movie. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I think, is, a, is an unsung thing. People just like it because she's nude a lot in it. Well, she's not even nude a lot in it. She's nude a fair amount. Oh, really? I mean, she's she's skimpily dressed, and don't slut change, John. Well, also, she's yeah, a perfect which, being. Okay, well, we'll get we'll get to the dressing in a bit. Yes. Why the priest has that outfit? <laughs> yeah, but, that was a little weird. I'll be yeah, honest with you. But right, I'll give you that one. I, I mean, I hate to take away from some points of something that I believe should be a ninety-eight percent rated of Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. movie. That yeah, all right, fine. He probably shouldn't yeah. have had those clothes. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, hey, here's another note I made here in the 3D printing scene. The computer animation in this future is great. It's great, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you can't believe that. It was 19, no. whatever. Well, but then her solution, her so, so she's confronted with this thing. Her solution, as as most people, is to jump through a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as one does. As one does. Yeah. And Why, then what, jump off a building. Yeah. The jump off a building thing. That, that you know, you were saying George Lucas stole from this movie. That very much... The yeah, that, episode two, I'm like, this is exactly that is a scene. Yeah, yeah in episode two. So I would like to just read a little, a couple of notes uh, that I wrote here. Computer animation in this future is perfect. The movie predicted 3D printing of tissue, and then thermal bandages. I quote, dot dot dot. Yep. Yeah. And then I put, Jesus, she's a delight to look at. Yowzes. Yep. <laughs> and I think that's a really fair estimation of how you should react to this film. Uh, oh, then, like a cartoon wolf from a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. So just hitting myself on the head with a shoe. She d- jumps to the wall because she's trying to escape the, uh, again, keep in mind, she's the perfect uh, being. So she's uh, yep, very smart. Yep. She knows what's up. She knows she's in a weird Apparently. Yeah. Like her, I, her smartness is something I don't fully understand. She can read, but yes. she can't speak English. She is, I think the idea is that she has the mother, and this, this is, there's a lot of tropes here that, and not to take it too seriously, because obviously I know it's a fifth element, but. There's a lot of tropes here that go to some certain ancient alien and kind of occult esoteric topics that I've been into over the years. And I, I, so uh-huh. there's this concept. We call that, the segment, I'm sorry I asked. There's this concept of a universal language uh-huh. that all languages derive from. And that's what he's playing off of here is that she, in her DNA, is encoded the universal language, the angelic language, whatever. Okay. So by ha- by knowing that any other language acquisition would become easy because that's basically like, you know, like the source code for everything. So it'd be easy to kind of break down. It'd be like somebody writing really shitty English and you know English. So like, I mean, that's a bad example, but you get the idea. So when there. she's reading, please help. She knows what that means. It's not just it, it isn't just like I'm reading whatever's in front of me. No, I, think, she, I think like, I think she has like a, a rudimentary knowledge of what please help means. Based, okay. Probably based on the on, on the eyes of the child in that picture, because she has a creature of very, you know, a pure empathy. Right. Yeah. OK, so so it's it's she knew what it meant. It wasn't like she was going to read the number that you were supposed to call. Uh as as though that was the language she knew what English was. Yeah, I yeah, like I don't think she would go Groupon yeah. twenty dollar for two. Like no, no, I think I think the idea here is because that, they they make a point of her learning English. Well, no, because they, they do when they get on the when they get on the plane. He's like in the last like five minutes. Yeah. He's like, oh, you learn English? She's like, yeah, I learn, and just points at something. Yeah, well, okay, but I, I think that's more like a shorthand. Is that she has the capability mm-hmm. of learning any language? So more, she learned the rudiments of of uh, of interaction. So if she had just sat there with a dictionary, which is kind of what happened, she she read that uh, the 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 Wikipedia of their time. Number sure. four invented Wikipedia. Invented Wikipedia. Yeah. Thank you, fifth element. Which, by the way, if you go to how else was uh, I going to learn about Sonic's pregnancies without you, Wikipedia? <laughs> if you go to uh, fifth dash element dot wikia dot com. Uh, there is because it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, <clears throat> read the uh, read the I can't do it on the show because it's way too long. But read the entry for Lilu, uh, and <laughs> and of course by Lilu I mean Luminai la yep. la Cabellana la Manantakai Ekabad di Sabat. This is a movie yeah. worth looking into that deeply. Uh, but if you read the description of her, it goes into so it's like Lilu is a blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sorry, I don't mean to be familiar. I mean Lilumanai la Cabellia la Manantakai Ekabad di Sabat. My apologies. Each I syllable do- increases my rage. <laughs> so, but if you go into the the description, uh, and it, it it reads so it starts off as like a regular wiki entry, but then it goes into very small detail. So I just want to read. Here's here's. Let me see if I can't find one spot. So 
Once rendezvoused with Cornelius, who immediately mm. recognizes her as a supreme being he is waiting for, the woman is roused from unconsciousness by Corbin, who has taken it upon himself to kiss her gently. Holding a gun to his head, she repeats angrily, Seno acto gamat. Cornelius later translates it to mean, without my permission. It is during the scene she introduces herself as Lilu Lakarama Lamaltiker Ekbati Sabat. Corbin, unable to pronounce the lengthy title, asks her for a shorter name, to which she replies, Lilu. So... Every single scene, there's that little thing where it gets into way too much detail. So it's not actually doing any kind of like descriptive or, or like shortening of it. It's just someone going like, and then mom, um, and then Lilu, yeah. she went into the place, yeah. and then it turns out, and then Corbin, he kissed her. Yeah. And then it's it's written like a five year old excitedly giving the That's, plot isn't, details. But isn't that this? Isn't that this movie? Isn't the idea about this movie? Didn't he like write this when he was eight or something? Yeah, I think he was a teenager. Yeah, because yeah. that's what it feels like. It very much feels like having spent. I had dinner with some friends this past weekend and, and spent some time with their seven year old. And that's what this movie feels like. It's just that. It's this excited fervor of like, yeah. and this, and this, and this, and it's, I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted five minutes into the, to the damn movie that I, I don't care anymore. Well, I'm sorry. Cause it doesn't back up what it's the, the fervor that's there. It's you know, what's happening is not that exciting for the audience. I guess old man, John just doesn't like childhood innocence. That's true because that's anymore. not what this movie has. Uh, well, well, apparently, apparently you miss, you miss any, you know, a lot of the points. If she, if she can understand English and read English. Yeah. How come Bruce Willis is talking to her like she's an idiot and she's acting like she's an idiot when he's like shorter, shorter name and she what? Oh, no, it's not that she can speak English yet. It's that she has the capability of it. Okay. So like. So So like anybody. No, like she has. So no one can learn English. No. Only only a select few. No. What I would say is this, like if you know, if you knew Latin, it Mm -hmm. would be a lot easier to learn Spanish than to learn German. She knows like ultra Latin, like she knows the thing okay. that's the mother of all languages. So seeing kind of other anything will look familiar to her. Okay. So she doesn't speak English yet, but essentially given, you know, five minutes in a dictionary, she could speak English. Okay. So like her vocabulary at that point are the ones that she'd been introduced Fair to. Fair enough. It's yeah. a dumb thing to get hung up on. I'm just asking. Yeah. Well, because you just want to hate this film instead yeah, of just Yeah, no, I don't want to. I, I do. I get to. I'm allowed to. Um, I'm grown. Now speaking, oh, so so you didn't like some of the designs. I was the one part that I liked, and some of the designs are a little over the top. But uh, I like when he flies under the fog and it turns into Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you that. It was it was really weird. So here's like, a question. Here's in yeah. that in that sort of thing. Why does a taxi cab have a thing that says "attack incoming"? Why does it have that sensor? Did he say attacking coming? Yeah, he's got like a like when the the cops are going to shoot at him. There's a little screen that flashes and says "attack incoming." Oh, I don't think I noticed that part. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 just, a, it's a rough just... future. I mean, do you see how many guns he had to confiscate from people, presumably wearing different kinds of photo hats? Sure. <laughs> um, McDonald's scene. Let's let's talk about this for Actually, a second. Actually, I have a note oh, please, <laughs> that just says, please. no, no, go ahead. My only note says McDonald's scene. And I don't remember too much about it other than being like annoyed at the crappy humor in it of like, I need two drinks. Yeah. Whoop, they spilled on me. Yeah. And then again, the, the staff at McDonald's wearing corsets. Yeah, the staff of McDonald's are like that kind of weird, like um, like the people that would be in a gang if Harley Quinn had a gang, you know, kind of like- Yeah, like if, like, if Harley Quinn ran the baseball yeah, like, theories. Yeah, yeah, like the raggedy ands yeah. in, in the world of the Warriors. But um, that that's the McDonald's logo, though. Oh, yeah, no, it's- No, but what I mean is that means McDonald's paid to be in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. McDonald's paid for that, John. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is though, I mean, this is French McDonald's. Things are a lot looser there. Yeah. Uh. Like Le Royale with cheese. Exactly, yeah. That might be perfect. Yeah. See, I think, again, you're just missing the joy here. John. Mm. Is that what's happening there? Luc Besson. Yeah. Got money from McDonald's. Yeah. 
for that scene. Sure. How do how does that not like flip your joy circuit? And I don't mean your clit. Yeah, I well because it's how is that different from Michael Bay getting because money for Mountain Dew? It's it's raggedy and sex workers. Yeah, a it's a, it's a it's a scantily clad attractive woman with McDonald's on it. Why is that that weird? I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't think that was that subversive. No, I just thought it was just weird. It's not the yeah. subversive part. It's just it's it's you know and and then space fat guy cop. Yeah. Which was <laughs> yes. That guy. Uh, one of the best. All right. So. Oh, man. So I hate the police outfits. There are these outfits that if if this movie was animated, I would probably cut it a lot more slack. Yeah. Because it would also look a lot better. Because those are things that in a drawing, I'm sure look real cool. But in reality, if, if you look at the old pre-crisis Batman versus Adam West in the outfit and how silly Adam West sort of looks. Yeah. It's that. It's As soon as you put that in reality, it's like, oh, that's. That doesn't seem functional. It doesn't seem. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just weird. But like, again, if it was, if this, I've read a comic book of this movie, which I know they were trying to go for that, the kind of Mobius and that kind of stuff. I think it would be great, but it did not translate at all. No, I got you. So you think you know more about clothes than Gautier. Cool. No, I get it. Loud and clear. Yeah. Loud and clear. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. On the nose. (laughs) Yeah. Based on this movie. Yep. So. Most people do. Oshkosh Bagash knows more. Um. He goes and drops it. He drops off. Uh, uh, and I'm gonna stop saying her whole name. Uh, yep. Lilo. Oh. Of course, I'd be Lilo Labadai, Lakabada Labatikai, Akbati Drops her off at Bilbo's house. Uh-huh. Um, and his name is. Who what? is really good at this? Yeah. Like he's, he deserves a better movie. This is the, the note I actually have here is Ian Holm and Bruce Willis are very charming. I wish they had more screen time together. Like, yes. I re like, I want them to be in a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Like I loved watching them interact with each other. And yeah. we'll, we'll get to this, but take out Ruby Rod, put him in. That's what I, I would enjoy that movie so much more. If you got rid of him as a Ruby Rod, as a sidekick right. character, if you had just that one really irritating scene with him at the very beginning. The, fine like that was just a goofy kind of thing but the fact that they he's still in the movie after that is is all but i don't want to i don't want to get to yeah let's like yeah yeah let's like because i have a lot to say about Ruby oh so, boy so they meet up with uh ian holm uh and he goes he shows up at his at his house and mm-hmm. drops off the the perfect thing and and bruce willis essentially is 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 out of the movie now mm-hmm. i mean not you know but but the, the, the idea is that you know the he did thing, his thing and yeah yeah handoff and then he goes back home and i really i want an entire uh, like sequel exploring the relationship between Corbin Dallas and finger. Cause when he lays back and goes, Oh yeah. Fair drop bath. Oh yeah. How big a fair? Oh, I don't know about five, nine blue eyes. Yeah. It's like this sensual erotic. I mean, he's having phone sex with finger. Yes. No, I agree. Like that would, I would like to see that as well because I did not understand. So he's basically <laughs> Danny DeVito from taxi. Like he's his dispatcher. Yeah. I think but they had a good. very personal relationship. Yeah, very personal. Yeah. I mean, that was he wasn't on screen, but I I think the sexual chemistry between him and Finger was stronger than him and <laughs> Lilo. Mm, God damn it! Yeah, do it. Lilo Lamadai Lakavara Lamadai Tsukayak Matisamat. Well, uh, okay. So here's 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 a bit of good news for the for for you and the audience. I've now gotten my notes to the point that I no longer have her name on the screen. So oh, good. I, that might be the last time. Uh, so which we we kind of talked about this yeah. by, when when I was angrily texting you about this movie, the weird sort of Tunisian market music that's playing during this whole uh, yeah. car chase thing. Like it's this it's this busy Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of sounding thing. Yeah. And I I I guess it was just trying to evoke the feeling of of a busy place or something or something but that 
that was an odd choice. It was a it was a fine song, yeah. but it just it felt See, it felt a little out of you know. I I liked it again, and in the same your word choice it's not, your word choice right there. It just keeps going back to every choice in this movie is odd. Like it's it's weird Egyptian yet yeah, Tunisian market music over over a, a, a space cab chase. It's it, I, what happens after that? Because my next note is about Gary Oldman, and I don't. So think- well, so what happens is they have the fifth element. They have learned. Uh, she tells them. She's not at all concerned about the case being empty. There's the whole scene where Gary Oldman hilariously sells guns to those Mandalorians. To, to the Mandalorians, which again is, oh, no, is Mandalorians. Sorry, Mandalorians are, are, are that's Boba, Fett. Boba Fett's people. Yeah, but again, it's 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 perfect. A perfect example of this movie: the stupid gun he sells them. Yeah, does everything. Does way too many things. It's 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 got a flamethrower. It's got an ice yeah. thing. It's got whatever. Because why wouldn't? I because. I love the repeat feature, though. I actually no. The repeat feature is cool. The repeat feature is really cool. It could have just been that, but it had to be everything. And then he, because they did not deliver the case, or regardless of whether or not they delivered the case correctly, they got the case. They didn't. The stones weren't in the case. Yeah. He blows them all up because he gives them a weapon. He doesn't explain the thing to them, and so it blows them all up because he's an excellent businessman. Which, by the way, he just fires a million people with just the. Snap of his fingers, no problem. Yeah, well, how else are you going to show that he's evil, John? Right, well... Haven't you heard of character development? His character is is, all, is utterly pointless. Arguably, it puts a few things into play, but he's he's a terrible character. And and Gary uh, Gary Oldman just eats up the scenery, is I, just chewing through it like crazy. And I like Gary Oldman, yeah. but he is abysmal in this. And I would just like to point out my note for Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman seems to be having fun, and his accent is nearly as good as Batman Begins. It's because <laughs> boy, is his accent a piece of crap! It's in this. the whole scene where the Roombas show up. Well, this is okay. So this is where Cornelius gets dragged in to talk to to talk to Zorg. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. They have a whole thing where uh, Zorg chokes on cherry. Right. Well, no, um, Zorg Zorg gives this whole speech about yeah. how selling guns is fine because destruction helps create life. Yeah. And then he chokes on a cherry, which somehow negates his whole point. The movie treats it like, well, no, see, that's wrong because he choked on a cherry because he doesn't know how to swallow things because he's an idiot. Now, okay. I'll give you. This was a weird scene. This. This is. Uh, I. I, I actually made a note. Okay, the desk scene is a little dumb because then then he starts banging on the desk and and the desk starts having wacky things pop mm-hmm. out of it like a like a like a flotation raft. And then I think next to Finger, the greatest character in this movie, Tiny Desk Elephant. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> because it's the fifth element. Yeah, because this movie's fucking great. You know what he would do in this movie? The arms dealer, the villain of the piece uh-huh. that's signed a contract with the embodiment of evil adorable desk elephant right which i have a lot of questions about that <laughs> are they all when could i have one and no I watch no no again? not about the desk elephant. Okay. about that about the, the so yeah he's apparently in league with the giant ball of evil yeah which has just been created no no i think it just showed up i think i think it's been it, so there's there's like pilgrims for it there's like it has a silver surfer no, I think I think it just can communicate along. I think it's just kind of like long distance call. It can't because it, it it absorbed all the communication satellites in order to make a phone call. No, I think the I thought they it, specifically say that because this was the point I was I was going to bring about earlier. They he's like, why is he eating all the communication satellites? And one guy goes, maybe he wants to make a call, and then it fucking makes a phone call. Okay, the movie goes, isn't this real stupid? And you're supposed to go, no, it's great. You know, actually, we're. You, you, you know, I I think you might be right, but I, I let me argue the other side because I I, I took it this way. Was that was a poor edit spot where he he was taking down communications to mm-hmm. to help his his you know as you do when wanting to take over any place you take down the communications and that was a shitty quip 
that shouldn't have made the edit. Because I think what it was, it was it was eating the communication satellites, so you can't. He, they specifically anymore. say no, no, but no, but so they some asshole at a desk made a quip, and it sounds like that's now gospel for the plot. It, it, he's going, oh, maybe he wants to make a telephone call, and then it cuts to the telephone call. Because oh. but it's not like a one to one. I think it's just a shitty. So I the movie's just, bad and stupid. W- no, one <laughs> one line I think was a poor edit choice. But so how? On, so on a half so joke. who? How did he get involved with Mister Shadow? How, what's his grand plan? The thing wants to eradicate human life and is, is with what money or what promises of, of great power? Why is he in league with this thing? Well, I think the idea is that from the, from the idiot villain perspective, mm-hmm. and he's not exactly put out as like a genius, you know, this isn't, this isn't, you know. A, no, he's just know. smart enough to own a multi-bajillion dollar company and uh, make a whole lot of arms. He's a, he's a rube. Well, okay, but just let's just back up a second because that was a terrible argument. Yeah, because no one's parents has ever handed them down to handed them down a, a, a you know a corporation. So you're so you've decided that he didn't do it himself. Yeah, why? Why? Yeah, but it's not like they said he built himself up. I mean, there's no there's no evidence either way. It is a dystopian future. One would assume okay, that the one percent is yeah. firmly entrenched. Sure, why not? Yeah, but let's make way, all kinds of excuses for this movie. No, but it. it, it it's as in the film, your theory as mine. They're both. I mean, they're both leaps of logic. Sure, but um. No, I what what the only character named Zorg built his own company. That is an incredible leap. Well, this is is his last name. Yeah. So that's I'm saying that because it's his last name, he built the company. You're saying no, no. Clearly, it's a long family line. But his last name. They started making uh, slingshots in the 1800s. Halliburton's a guy's name. Yeah. His son runs the company after Halliburton died. That's not. This isn't weird. Smith and Wesson. That's two people. Then Smith and Wesson. Okay. So Fine. I just, I just yeah, think, no, I just think just, that's, I just think that's a larger leap to make than the one I'm making. No, not really. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying, I'm saying they both, they both make equal right, amount of fine. sense given the the textual evidence doesn't give evidence either way. Sure. But I, I my, what I got was that he he could communicate before that communication satellite because I took that as just a crappy edit point. I okay. thought that was, I thought that was just a quip at a desk. But it still doesn't, yeah. it still doesn't explain anything. What his, well, what no, his, no. So the his plan, whole purpose is I, the plan is that's the whole thing about order from chaos is that. Zorg is going to make a shitload of money kind of rebuilding the earth after this dude kind of fucks it up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the idea. Well, I guess it's never really explained what, how this thing is going, going to destroy all life. Is yeah. it, is it like a hydrogen bomb? You know, does it just, uh, does it just kill biological things and everything's fine? Or is it like Galactus where it takes out the whole planet? I don't, you know, I think it's very much, I actually took this as very much like, who's the infinity gauntlet guy? Thanos. 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 He, with his anti-life equation? No, that's, no, the, no, that's, no, that's, that's the guy from DC. That's the, that's the guy Thanos it, is a rip It's the of. same, it's the same, yeah. yeah. It's dark side, it's the anti-life equation. That's sort of what I was thinking. It was something like that where it's like, you're kind of like, it's almost like you just want to build the dark version of, of life. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like there's, it's not there. I mean, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it's again, because I believe this is a, ultimately a movie for children. Yeah. It is just, it's bad. We got to stop it. And that's, that's why I say, if you watch the movie when you're eight, it's fine. But my problem is, it's not that people like this movie. It's that people tell me it's a good movie. And those are two separate things. Yeah. Like Skittles are fine, but they're not good. You can like Skittles, but Skittles are not good. I mean, Skittles are delicious. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're, they're good. Skittles and a delicious pastry made by, you know, the fanciest best chef ever. Those are two completely different things. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, I would say, like, when when I say that this movie's amazing, I'm not saying it's a good movie. Right. I'm saying this movie's fucking amazing. And I'm not saying yeah, yeah. you, but I have legitimately gotten into arguments with people about it, and or people trying to tell me that it's cheesy on purpose, which I, I absolutely disagree with. I think it tries for levels of camp, but it's not, it's not wink, wink, look at how dopey this no, is. No, I think, I think, I think. It che- is honestly dopey. I, I think cheese is the wrong term. I think, it, I think it's purposely campy, and I think campy and cheesy get confused often. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this is 
campy and in a really fun kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, almost, it's like, almost to the point of self-parody. Like it's just, it's so over the top constantly. See, I like that. I think yeah. it's fun. All right. So let's, let's, all right. So Zorg, obviously greatest villain in, in, in history. Sure. Um, well, you know, I, uh, sorry. I just keep going back. It's just, yeah, he's just a villain. I mean, there's so many movies where it's just the bad guy's just the bad yeah. guy. But, but I'm just, uh, I just think he's just very not interesting. He just has a Texan accent for some reason. Yeah, his accent's pretty terrible. And the the Roach, by the way. Yeah. So then he, they find out, so getting back to the plot 90 minutes later, they find out that where the stones are by infiltrating a Roach with a radio on its back. Yeah. Um, Which they have now. The, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. and that's fine. That's Invented. cool. But uh, let's put it dead center of the desk. Let's do that. Let's drive it right in the in the in everyone's face so they can see it. Which is a great thing to do with spy stuff because yeah. people see roaches all the time and it's not a big deal. Well, you know, I don't have anything to say about that. Yeah, because yeah, it's real dumb. But that's not the movie's fault. That's the villain's fault because that guy was a terrible cockroach. Right, because I forgot this he's, was a documentary of things that actually he's happened. Well, he's he's well known. That guy is well known within the circle. Yeah, like, which, old, old Larry, that guy sucks at cockroach operations. Uh, yeah, Tricky is not a great actor. He's, you know what he is? He's he's the goose of this. He just, you know, he got his dumb head bounced off the uh, bounced off the escape hatch and yeah. he dies at the second act. So they have him smash it so he can go, oh, that's loud. Oh, is that a guy just, who's Tricky? Tricky, he's a he's a terrible thing. I believe he's in Massive Attack because he's a terrible actor. So I assumed yeah. that I, I assumed he wasn't like he wasn't he's, hired. He's not good. So they yeah. so they find out that that the thing is on Flossed in Paradise again, and so because it, it would be absolutely impossible for them to uh, escort this woman uh, diva thing to Earth to where the things need to be to fire the laser. They have to go, they have to send Corbin Dallas to Flossed in Paradise. Well, they, I mean, they, they just know that she knows where they are. They don't know that they're in her yet. Okay. Or that well, she, they can't, they can't convince her to take them to where the, well, she's got, they she, can't eliminate the middleman. She's having the biggest concert like ever. She's got dignitaries from all around the universe. Sure. They're at Flossed in Paradise. Right. Um, I mean, John, Ruby Rod is doing two full days of live broadcast from Lost in Paradise. Do you expect you expect her to just reschedule? Yes, Come I, and fucking I do. Get the to, to save a planet full of people. Oddly enough, I do. But <laughs> so they they decide that Corbin Dallas is the only person that can handle this, which yes. I did, even though it was it was still done in a very irritating manner. I did like the gags when everyone is in his apartment and oh, like the auto wash is going. The yeah. bur- you know that there were a couple of moments of this almost Brazil like. Things being out of your control yeah. and, you know, the system being a, more of a pain in the butt than it's actually worth. But so when he so when the priest gets wrapped up in the thing and Lilu accidentally gets auto washed, that's fine. But when he basically murders the people by shoving them in the fridge and, and it's just like, whoop, whoop. And that's... I quote, did he just freeze his old boss to death? Boss yeah. To death? Question mark. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. then it's cartoonish. It's I think. And that's that's largely an issue I have this movie, everything is so over the top and ridiculous. At no point am I worried about anything. But At no point do I care oh, about see, what's I, going yeah, on. I, 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 do, I find no problem with that. A little bit earlier, just step back in, in that in that scene of everybody being the thing. Again, choices just being the weirdest thing. Who do they bring that's going to be Corbin Dallas's fake wife yeah. to go on the trip? Some weird, I called her Major Helga. Yeah. Just this giant... You know, like yeah, like, the like, one not model in the movie. Bonkers! That's what's this yeah. movie's amazing. Like, not, now, see, now that's not a weird choice. That's that's like, well, you want this ugly lady when you got the perfect. But woman why would right she there. be wearing? Why is this this Germanic Helga like opera singer looking woman? Oh, 
again, I just figured it out because it's opera singing. This is all a circle. It's 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 yeah. it is, it is a brilliant filmmaker. It's, have you circling. never seen a cartoon ever? Because they do that stuff all the time. Well, exactly. But this isn't a cartoon. That's why it's amazing. I did make one point here because we missed it earlier. The 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 Mangalores, mm-hmm. those fucking look good. Oh yeah, no, like, I'll give you that. It was one of those things that like I was I haven't seen this movie like actually sat down and watched it like on purpose you know mm-hmm. quite a while. I was expecting most and you know any of the CGI of course doesn't hold up at all. But um man those things look really great. I mean they're really great uh you know what do you call it puppeteer work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. which okay they decide because they need to pretend to send Corbin Dallas. He has to be this fake contest winner. He yeah. can't just be a guy that's there. Uh, they make this big fanfare of him being there. All this time is spent at the airport trying to trying to get out there, which the airport is filled with garbage for some reason, which that doesn't matter. No, I just ma- thought that was, they, they mentioned, mentioned it. it. They mentioned there's the thing, but it's still just, okay. There was a couple spots where I was Again, that was like were... this almost Brazil-like thing where it's the future doesn't really work, I guess. Yeah, I was, I was or there was a couple spots where I wasn't sure if there were possibly cut scenes that Probably. maybe had an explanation. Because I, I, I nearly bought this and had it expedite ship to my house to see if I could find some cut scenes to watch. But everyone's plan- to subvert this, yeah, is to pre- is to get very sweaty, yeah, and pretend they are Corbin Dallas, yeah. So like that, we go through this same joke multiple times, yeah. How is that even going to work? You're just going to show up and be like, "I'm Corbin Dallas." Oh, okay, tricky guy, probably because he's yeah. he's part of the Zorg Corporation. You know, maybe has has fake stuff. But again, you are this giant successful corporate guy. You can't just swing a ticket. You can't well, just go there. I, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give this one to you because th- this this part didn't make sense. No, it goes on way too long, and it also didn't make sense because Zorg has a has a private jet that he flew there. That he gets, he just goes that there. He could have just had Turkey. Yeah, yeah I, I, I as much as I hate to say because this movie is essentially flawless, I'm gonna mm. give you that one. Fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but, but but to make up for that, a scene that had me, I couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cornelius spilling his guts out to the bartender here's here's what i will give you the robot bartender is the best character the in robot this movie. bartender rules when he he spills out his guts and the robot like shakes his head and then goes do you what's up bar yeah robot perfect. bartender is the shit perfect best character in the entire thing and i put understated three exclamation points amazing simply amazing yeah also uh tricky or no no this was um this was a uh, meth addict and 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 his girlfriend pretending uh-huh. to be uh Corbin Dallas before they dive into the uh, garbage, which I thought was a really fun scene. But vomiting and your face getting changed later was stolen by Men in Black. This movie was lifted many times because he was doing like the. Does this does this predate Men in Black? I think so. If not, then this movie totally stole that from Men in Black because it's like the exact same effect. So yeah. So after all that pointless stuff, they finally which the weird police state they live in, where he pretends to be Corbin Dallas and then. All, like tricky pretends to be Corbin Dallas and all the guns come down. And, yeah. Like, I did weirdly. I, I, and it was mentioned a few times before that I did like the, as a futuristic device, I did like the put your hands in the yellow circles yeah. thing. I thought that was cool. Which right. I still don't understand the meat popsicle line, but whatever. Cause they have, they have Corbin Dallas do that and they have his neighbor. Cause he puts like his yeah, thing. Yeah. And when they're like, are you, are you human? He's like negative. I'm a meat popsicle. I don't, ah. I, I don't under, like that's just one of those that's like at the end of Blade when he's like always oh, some motherfucker trying to ice skate uphill. I just don't understand what that means. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think People I, love the line. I just don't. Yeah, get I don't think means. I understand the 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 meat popsicle one. But I also like the fake future swearing that his neighbor does of smoke you, John. I I'm have, always a fan of. I fake. have in quotes that the the other way I wanted to open the show was smoke you, John. Yeah, just smoke you. That is, I I'm always a fan of stupid 
uh, future swearing. But anyway. Oh, so, uh, and then we get introduced. Well, before we get, okay. there's like a good five minutes spent of this plane taking off. Of oh, them like where... hosing off the the parasites, and then like okay. the Jamaican guys switching out the plutonium. <laughs> Rasta nuclear yeah. motor. This is I put this is dot dot dot. I, I'm unhammered. Yeah. So no, but before that, we get introduced to the heart and soul of this very oh, movie. God. He's hot fire, Ruby Rod, and I put again predictive of the future. Ruby Rod speaks an emoji. That's why I said hot fire. Uh huh. He's fire. He's literally speaking an emoji. I said literally again. Here's what happened. Is that Luke Besson went to Chris Tucker. Was touched by God. And was touched by God and said, are you familiar with Prince? And he's like, who is a Prince? Prince? Yes. Yeah, I know Prince. I want you to forget everything you know about Prince. I just took my racist uncle to go see Purple Rain. <laughs> he is going to describe Prince to you. You will play that Prince. Because no. that is what that is. No. He obviously got in a time machine. He showed him some kind of like a, a Twitter or uh, WhatsApp or whatever the kids use uh-huh. and, and found how modern emoji works. Because Ruby Rod was seconds yeah. away from making 100%, 100%, 100, sure. 100, 100, 100, hot fire. Hot. He was, yeah, yours... his hair was a poop emoji. And yes. he gets on the plane. John, uh-huh. he signs the manifest with champagne. Yeah. He takes, he, he looks at it. Lags were supposed to sign and signs it with champagne. Yep. That is the fucking best thing ever. Right. Yeah, no, your explanation is way more logical he than mine. He signs it with champagne. Yeah. yeah. And again, like if this was one scene, if it was just like, look at how weird the future is. And this guy, this really annoying. I can't imagine listening to that show. To that yeah, screeching. That terrible. Yeah. It's just awful. But again, the future's short, short attention spans. He does this really annoying stuff. And it's like, fine. Okay. That was a scene. But then they, he keeps being in the movie. Yeah. They just keep him in the movie. He eats out a stewardess. John, he, yeah. he gives cotolingus to yeah. a stewardess. Why did exactly that need to why. happen at all? Exactly why. Because this movie just makes every weird choice yeah. ever. And that's a great sequence of editing because it's the liftoff uh, sequence yeah. to him eating the stewardess out. And then she comes when there's and the explosion. And there's liftoff and her legs go up. And, yeah. No, no. But then when she finally comes, there's the explosion in the gateway when, when Tricky gets killed. Uh-huh. That's yeah. perfect. That's three different things yeah. making a lady come. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I, that's fine. Like, like I said, this movie is competently made. It's just that's Rasta irritating and stupid. Burning weird lizard yeah. globs off the bottom Why of the not? space plane. Yeah. That was all fine. Why was it there? Why did I need uh, any of that? I know, love. No. It, it's because I'm already so irritated by this movie and I want them to just get on with it. Because we're what? An hour and plus into it and barely anything has happened. Yeah, see, I, I actually thought the, the pacing of this movie was great. I actually made a no, point No, the pacing of this movie yeah. is nonstop. Yeah. It doesn't let up, but nothing happens. We Very mean, little happens. happens. We've had 300 years of history explained to us. We've had, right. we've had, we've had, we found out what was going on. We got, we, we got had, a, we had Lilu. a car, we had a car chase. Yeah. We had Lilu uh, start to learn English. Mm. We got, our, 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 our lead character had to be created in a lab. Yeah. I mean, this is every, this is, this is Frankenstein already. We're halfway through. I mean, but it's fantastic. just, it's a lot of, it's just a lot of like flash and whatever for, yeah. for very little actually going on yeah. for, for boarding a plane. Yeah. All right. So they get on the plane and they get put to sleep. Cut to the greatest scene in cinematic history featuring Gary Oldman's head having syrup come out of it. Right. Okay. So this is what we were talking about earlier. Is that so this evil? Yeah. This giant ball of evil yeah. being a cosmic ball of evil that yeah. has somehow been able to communicate with Gary Oldman before calls him on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uses the phone instead of anything remotely interesting. It uh, uses the phone. Yeah. 
And again, the movie underlines. The movie says, what is he going to make a call? That's dumb. And I hate when movies do that. This movie's yeah. not the only, the, the, the one that immediately springs to mind is uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Well, at I one point, that, no? yeah, you shouldn't. It's terrible. At one point, they figure out that the reason the aliens are attacking is because Earth has huge stores of gold. And Harrison Ford goes, what do they want to do? Buy something? The, there's a joke in the movie about what a dumb plot device that is. And I hate when they do that because, yes, that's dumb. And you you pointing out that it's dumb is not make it not dumb. Well, I mean, again, not to defend bad movies, but the reason aliens want gold is because they want to make it into smaller particles and suspend it in their atmosphere. It stops the greenhouse effect. No, I think we they all I think, it from Zechariah Sitchin. No, I think they actually want to buy something. Oh, really? Uh, the yeah. ancient aliens, that's their excuse because oh, it's going to be suspended in the air. Actually, I don't, I don't remember. But the yeah. point is, and, and in this movie, like, fine. Everything about this movie is so wacky and zany, fine. Yeah. But it's still just, that's a device that I just don't but like. But beyond the calling, is, is that evil coming out of his head? I don't know what it is. It's not blood. Yeah, no. It's not. No, who knows what it is? It doesn't matter. It's something. It's something visual for you to look at. But don't worry about it. It's so moving weird. on because it's he's bad and that, and his just Gary Oldman's whole outfit, the whole plastic shell that his hair is going through again, predictive because that's very, you could see that in Portland right now. Great. I I, I get like I'm not seeing that predictive. as a positive. Yeah, that's not. Oh, the one thing I did make a note. Thing, no, no future film has ever gotten right. Every fucking phone still has a visible antenna. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things. No one ever fucking gets that right. It's yeah. just one of, one of those weird swings and abyss. Yeah. So the thing calls him on the phone and tells him, yeah. hey, you better get those stones. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you too. Give me those stones. Which is, <laughs> want those stones. <laughs> so they get to Flossed in Paradise. Yes. But that, that leads into the second best character uh, after Ruby Rod in this film getting introduced. Yeah, the robot bartender. We talked about The third him. best character of this movie after Ruby Rod and the robot bartender. The guy I referred to as Def Amadeus. Yeah. And then I put, Jesus, this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, again, why did they make that choice? That's what I love about this. Every choice is weird. It, it, it's not. It's exhausting. It's not just what. Incredible that this happened. It's so, it's so, it's so just exhausting. Because, because that, like, everything's got to be wacky and zany and weird. That Because the plot has sort of just sort of trudged along. I'm so tired of it. I, I'm just so tired of everybody involved in this movie. Yeah. I just want, just get on with it. And everything seems needlessly. So when they're on Floss in Paradise, the diva lady shows up and they have to secretly, one of her minions secretly talks to, I believe it's Lilu. And yeah. it's like, yeah, she's ready to meet with you later. Why is that a secret thing? What's happening there? Like, there's no explanation for why this woman has this crazy entourage and why she's treated like some kind of religious figure. And then it's just like, well, I think she's just like the best singer ever. I think fine. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean, fine. She has an entourage. But just like that, like, why is that? Why is there this needless padding out of, like, well, she'll meet you later. I'm going to pretend like I don't see you in the hall and we're not talking. Well, I think the idea is that they're aware that there's some kind of negative thing probably trying to get their hands on the, the stone. Right. So, so you so you shouldn't hand them off as quickly as possible. You should really stretch that out. Well, and I mean, that... again, she's, she's got a big concert. And, and I think the idea is that she has to kill herself to get those stones. Yeah. Out. What a great plan that was. I mean, you know, it takes sacrifice. I guess it was. You know what? After the opera performance, I'm fine with her dying. Let me let me read it because at this point I'm just punchy from this movie because it's just amazing. Oh, this God. is this is my line in that I wrote. The opera scene is rad, though I feel like no, it influenced oh. prequels and therefore is Hitler like. The music shift to yeah. rap opera is so over yeah, the top. Yeah, that's I what gets it. me when she starts yeah. doing the like the I hand gestures. Oh, and I love oh. it. I didn't mind the rap opera stuff, but I thought it, uh, uh, just I like the way that it was kind of juxtaposed against her beating the shit out of the the Mangalores. I thought so, that was a fun. Scene. So going yeah. going back to the Mangalores, which yeah. the Three Stooges fighting. I'll give you that. The scene where the one guy just stood there for a really long time yeah. so she could elbow him in yeah. the face. No, that's this whole fucking movie. Yeah. 
But I'm only giving you, you're only at like three things so far. Yes. Just so I'm tracking correctly. Yeah. So the Mandalorians, whatever. Yeah. They bring an empty case. Gary Oldman says, you get nothing. Fine. Here's one case. Blows them up. Yeah. They want to get back at Gary Oldman. Yeah. And to do that, they're going to get the stones to get more guns. Is that right? I have no idea. Because why are they there is what I'm saying. You know, I honestly, I didn't think about it until we started talking is I was under the impression that the Mangalorians were serving the big evil the whole time. No, they just, no, they no, just. Yeah, you're right. Because they were just working for Gary Oldman. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have an answer. Because it that. seems like, yeah, it seemed like because they wanted to get vengeance against Gary Oldman. Yeah. For doing that. The concept of these different factions, you yeah. know, it's not just Gary Oldman coming to get them and these things, like for different reasons. That's interesting. That's fine. I just wasn't clear on that because they yeah. end up murdering Gary Oldman because he, he, Gary Oldman just flies to Floss and Paradise and yeah. tries and shoots a bunch of people to try to get the stones. And they have set up a bomb and he manages to stop the, the bomb manages to stop. But then one of the uh, Mangalorians yeah. blows him up with a different bomb. And thus his whole, like other than starting a few things in motion, he was largely a pointless villain. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, maybe it's just they were trying to get the stones just to fuck him over. Maybe they were so pissed at him that that's the only way they could. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, they, they were on some kind of quest for. It vengeance. doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't think it really needs to. Given, given, I mean, it's just they were going after the MacGuffin or yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, that's, yeah it's yeah. all just yeah, whatever. Here's here's and, and it, as much as I as much as I don't I, I don't want to um, point out bad things in this movie, which which again I, I really think ninety eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Here's a quote from Gary Oldman in this film. I know this music. Let's change the beat. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I yep. mean, that's, that's nothing. Like those aren't, I mean, I, I, I get what he's doing. Like, I guess, you know, like guns or music to him and, and that sort of, but mm -hmm. like that's, that, I mean, that's just, well, it's that's one, just, it's just one of those things. It's just, yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's my secret. I'm always angry. It's one of those things that sounds cool, but when you stop and think about it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And just the way, so this movie kind of treats those Mangalorians like stormtroopers. And then, and that there's this just this casual, wacky execution of one, and it's not treated like you just murdered something. When Corbin Dallas has Ruby Rod oh, hold the gun at the thing's head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he inadvertently blows it up. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just murdered you. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my bad. Oh, I yeah. hope you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Okay, so before that, because we're going to get that fight scene, I have, a, I have a whole note here, but mm -hmm. directly written in my notes the stones are inner. Let's take a moment to realize how wild it is. And that seems normal in this movie. That's how bonkers this fucking movie is. Mm -hmm. The stones are in the lady. Yeah. And it doesn't, did it even occur to you that that's weird? Like, yeah, it, because no, this movie's I, so fucking Yeah, bananas. but it's, I, I guess we're just approaching it from two different yeah. things. The, yes, I thought it was weird, but for me, of course the stones are in it. Yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't they be? I'm so irritated so, yeah. that it just, I do, it doesn't matter what you do anymore. Like, I, I'm so, this whole movie is is a cross between a stand-up comedian who after every joke goes, huh? Yeah? Huh? Yeah. And a magician who after every trick is like, what? <laughs> it just, you know, ta-da, in this really annoying way. And I'm just beaten down by all of it. So by the time you're at that point, we're like, isn't this weird? These stones are inside this person. I, I, sure. I think I'm going to explain that in my next uh, uh, note here. One of the weirdest uh, action scenes ever. He seesaw jumps the pig alien mm -hmm. to smash its head yeah. into the ceiling. And then it just starts firing randomly and, and killing killing everything. Well, it didn't and, mean but then, to, but, but Ruby Rod slapped his head. Yeah. So that's why that happened. This is everything Hudson Hawk wanted to be. And I think I just explained the film to you. 
I know I've never seen Hudson Hawk. Well, now I know what's happening later in this. <laughs> no. You have to stop saying things like that on this show because it just gives me something else. To I write do. On the I list. do know people that genuinely enjoy that movie. I do enjoy that movie, but very much the same way I enjoy Fifth Element. It's it's this it's too cartoony like that that kind of thing again if it was in a, it was in a cartoon yeah sure I'd probably be fine with it but because yeah it does well this th- that fight scene where where the alien gets seesawed into the ceiling and shoots everybody has the, the most cartoonish music stings because well, that's where the that's pling, 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 well that's pling, my pling, that's my whole thing with this movie so the same thing like I said when they find the gun and they're trying to press the button the movie's like and then again when Gary Oldman is about to be blown up by the bomb. It's all this dopey, cartoony crap. And it's funny because a while ago I rewatched What About Bob? Yeah. And it made me kind of miss. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when movies had incidental music. Like you basically heard the theme of What About Bob several times in the movie, but just as like Bob's walking somewhere. It's like, here's the theme from the thing, kind of an incidental version of it. You know, like they would on the Brady Bunch show or something like that. And this movie made me hate music in general. (laughs) Because just everything was punctuated with just this stupid cartoony bullshit that just made it dumber. That yeah. It's already a dumb thing was happening and you just underlined it and circled it. And yeah. So you, so Gary Oldman's blown up by a bomb. Whoop-a-doo. You expect his face to just him to get uh black face and turn to the screen. Whoa, not again. Yeah. <laughs> so the other, the other, the last kind of uh, uh, odd choice or kind of amazing choice in my in my opinion that this movie did, and, and I was so much less annoyed by Ruby Rod that I thought it was going to be because I didn't oh, remember I him being irritating. I cannot understand him. I had a hard time uh, understanding what the hell he's saying because he's just screeching. It would have been so much easier, and 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 frankly, would have suited this film in its in in, in the way that you don't like the film. That way, it would have suited it more that he was that was a put on. Sure. That, yeah. No, I would totally agree. But the fact that it that. made the choice that that's actually his personality. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like a Howard Stern thing where he flips the mic off and then right. goes home and makes love to Allison and raises kids. You know, like in right. a very nice way. Like this is Howard Stern goes home and lives in a house full of lesbians and and the whack yeah. pack lives in his basement. No, because that like, would that would require depth of character or anything that's, to that's, not just be a two dimensional. Uh, it's just it's nonsense. so it's so crazy that the, again, just every choice that was made is. Dumb. antithetical to the one see i don't i i just i find that a bit because again if they made those choices this would be another humdrum because if this was done well and i understand why you don't like it sure if this was done well this movie would be just it would just be another forgettable science fiction movie but done this way this thing is this is a art on the weirdest level possible this is so fucking strange sure. like the fact that this this is a Almost a hundred million dollar movie back when those were so rare to make. Yeah. That made two hundred and sixty million dollars, and every choice is fucking bananas. It is so weird. Yeah, I guess I the way I kind of look at this, I guess for me, so I hate the Rocky Horror Picture Show, oh, yeah. but I get it. I get its place as a midnight movie. I get its place as sort of, you know, sort of the history of of LGBT. Q plus that kind of thing. Like I, I understand the context of that movie. This doesn't have that. This is just a loud, obnoxious Hollywood movie. And I don't understand the fervor they, like you have for it. I, I don't get it. Yes. Yeah. There are weird choices in this movie, but it's to me, it's not that subversive. It's just annoying Hollywood. It's not out of the realm. Instead of being tango and cash, that kind of stupid. It's just a different kind of stupid. I, I don't know. I'm not seeing this the the subversion that you are. See, I, it's not that it's subversion. It's it's just a 
a sequence of choices that no other big budget movie I've ever seen make before or after. Like, it's just, it is unique in every way in that nothing is the expected outcome of the thing before it. It is just a, it's, it's so, there's nothing that if you said, hey, let's make a choice on this, no human would come up with except for Luc Besson. Like, it's just, it's so fundamentally awkward and odd in every way that I just find it just, just, just adorable like yeah i guess i don't i yeah. don't find that in i i don't find the choices that were made endearing i guess is is what it is i don't and again like they're not to me they're not that oddball like they're like i understand what you're what you're saying when you know some of the stuff you're outlining but it doesn't that all just no, kind of fits that still fits these archetypes of but just it's like, not that they're odd it's that there's so many of them like any other movie could have two or three of those choices to be considered odd this movie has 68 like every like the high end of weird kind of oddball choices, I would say, is eight in a movie. This mm-hmm. is a hundred. Like, it's just, it is so outside of the spectrum in the amount of it that that you consider it an assault. To me, I consider it like a delight. It's like my love of Gotham, where it's just like, this is fucking insane right. that this exists. You know? No, and I and I get that. Um, but I, I, I guess, and maybe I'm just in, in the context of... That I am not seeing the context, whereas whereas I've just been beaten down by so many loud and obnoxious Hollywood movies. Some are blockbusters that this one just seems like the same. Yeah, I get Whereas, it, yeah. you know, maybe maybe I'm not appreciating it for its time. But at the time, when I saw it, I was like 17. I, I liked Armageddon. You know what I mean? I was primed to like stupid crap and just accept whatever. And I almost walked out of this See, movie. This, but that's a, that's the thing is I don't think you can compare this to Armageddon because Armageddon is a straightforward movie. No, but I'm just, that's, I'm just, yeah. I'm saying just as far as like accepting dumb stuff, yeah. unquestioning whatever is happening But I'm on saying the this is an entirely different kind of dumb. Like I think in, in a time of your life that you were into, like if you ever got into um, Terrence Malick or something like sure. that, I think if you're in a Terrence Malick phase, this movie would work better and be in that. How is used, that even the same thing? No, I'm not saying the same thing, but you're. Like your avant-garde, odd choice, awkward filmmaking, it would your your mindset would be closer to accepting this movie than like Armageddon's a well-made action movie. Right, but I like I mean, I'm I'm not gonna try to defend my choice. I liked all kinds of crazy stuff. The problem I have is this movie is just so obnoxious. It's so yeah. zany. But and it's so yeah. ham-fisted about its zaniness. It is so episode one humor level. Yeah. That it's I there's stuff I like in there. But it's so buried under mounds of shit. See, that's the thing is I just I, I don't take it as like a like a block. Like I don't even put it in the same thing as Armageddon or like any any given blockbuster. It's that it's it's more in the realm of like an experimental filmmaking. And no, it's like very Hollywoody. But it's just every weird choice that Hollywood could make put into one movie. Right, let's let's let's. But I, to, I guess yeah. my, my thing with that is, is Waterworld had Kevin Costner drinking his own urine and that's a bunch what? of pirates that were grouped together because they like to smoke. That didn't make that movie any good. You know but, what I mean? But like that's, but that's one or two. That's what I'm saying is th- that movie's got a, a a weird choice quotient of like four. No, this I get, is literally in the hundreds. I, mean, I guess I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that's not a draw for me. Like the, yeah. I don't th- I don't think the choices that were made were that interesting. No, see, normally it wouldn't. But again, like I because so many were made that, that I don't like at the beginning. By the time you're making 800 more. I don't care. Oh, see, to me, at that point, like, not even at that point, because, like, so early on establishes itself as as a movie that's not doing things the way I'm accustomed to. I'm so welcoming its its odd choices in that I that I I'm just into it. I don't like this movie for. I don't think I like this movie for what he was trying to do. I just see, like the movie for what happened. Sure, you know. Sure. So anyway, and here's here's the part that I that really bothered me in in the movie simply because it happens. Well, everything so much has bothered me. But this happened so late in the game. So they get the stones. They get off of Floss in Paradise. 
And then she looks up war and feels bad. Um, cause she's been going through the dictionary yeah. or whatever, Wikipedia. And, uh, I guess maybe in, in French atrocities, Holocaust, all that stuff happens after the word for war because she's encountered none of that. And then all of a sudden mankind's not worth saving. So yeah. this whole thing that she's been built to do all this, all of a sudden that's when we ought to put one last little, one last little hurdle in there to just stretch this out. And so Bruce Willis, they can remember that Bruce Willis has to teach her how to love. That felt really tacked on. Yeah, that was tacky. I, I, not tacky. I, I just used your word and threw a Y at the end. Sure. Um, no, I, that was not effective. But at this point, the I didn't care about the end. Like the end was, you know, after the Flossed in Paradise sequence. Right. I, I did like the way that they did the the lighting, the the match thing. I will say like I was as, as, as much as I sit there hating this movie. I did kind of be like, oh, I hope it doesn't burn out. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they did get like it was. You know. they, they built that part well. And and yeah, it was it was a cheesy uh, hero falls in love end, but sure. I didn't, I was fine. It was more like a shoulder shrug. It's like far better movies have done far yeah, worse. But it's, it's also, know, but it's, yeah. it's also like, don't, don't try to, don't try to get all highfalutin now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, don't try to give me a message now. It's the, that's not, the, that's certainly not the strongest yeah. uh, thing in the film is, is that little sequence, but the, uh, them, them realizing how to uh, activate the thing. No, that was fun. That was good. Uh, them them stopping the uh, the thing was good, and then uh, and then that that last scene, the little Dayma, uh, the the James Bond ending, that was um just the weirdest choice in the universe. It was them banging in a tube. How do you end with them banging in a tube? It's a James. It's how every James Bond movie ends with like him banging the lady he finds. Yeah, in different ways, like you know, in Moonraker or yeah. whatever. There's you know, like well, let's turn off the the imaging so they can't see us. Yeah, this is them banging in a re- DNA regeneration chamber while yeah. tiny Zeus Lister, the president of the world, because yeah. oh, so it's made by a horny and Frenchman. And then his dumb mom called, and I really, his mom is yeah. actually the one that that's that's. It's so bad. Yeah, the mom part I could really do without. It's so bad. That actually part strikes me as maybe Bruce Willis wrote because that stinks of Bruce Willis's comedy. I don't know. Uh, you've never seen Hudson Hawk, but it's. I assure you, if you watch that, you kind yeah. of understand where I'm coming from. Like that's his. Like he used first to his kind of humor, you know, like Jersey humor. You right. Know? Yeah, I just think this is. Is weird misogynistic french crap it's not that part's not very good yeah that's the, the so so far like the movies we've watched oh wait um yeah that's pretty much the end that last yeah, yeah that last little scene doesn't really even, it's yeah. it's been pretty well established that yeah. i like this movie and you like this movie we've wasted everyone's time we, enough here here's what needs to happen uh for us at some point we need to watch a movie with a positive portrayal of either a woman or a person of color yeah uh um I'm not saying... But do we have to hate it? <laughs> that's fine. I hate this we just portrayal. We just, we just don't have to hate them. Right. You know, or at least just have them. That'd actually... That, no, that'd be more respectful yeah. <laughs> to women. It's that at, least, at least we could hate them as as characters instead of just like, oh boy, there's All right, so clearly Barbed Wire is our next movie. <laughs> yeah. But, oh boy. I've actually sat through that before. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. So, John, now that we've... Uh, well, you know, actually, before we announce what the next movie is, let me just take a moment to say, uh, I'm sorry that... Your taste in movies are so terrible yeah. because that movie ruled. Okay. No, uh, good job uh, 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 sitting through that. I, that must have been difficult for you. I it hope, was not pleasant. I hope someday uh, we can find a film that I hate as much and, and I will I return it's, the favor. It's interesting because, you know, going back to the movies that we've done, honestly, in some ways, I'm more irritated by Batman Begins where it feels like there's a potential to be a good movie there or Alien Resurrection was just that was not going to happen. But this one, there. I guess in those, maybe I was just more disappointed. This, I'm just. It's not even a bad movie. It's just irritating. So yeah. it was just. It was like you asked me to watch John Leguizamo in the Pest. <laughs> you know, like that's what it felt like. I 
I which am. I'm sure is actually a terrible movie, but it's just, it's so obnoxious. Uh, all right. So next movie that uh, we're, we're going to watch is is the classic, I'm going to say by now, because yeah. it came out a few years ago. Sniper, Special Ops. Sniper, colon, Special Ops. I'm assuming there's a colon there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. A colon. well it's Steven Seagal. Yeah. And professional wrestler Rob Van Dam. That's right. It's me, RVD, for all you professional wrestling fans out there. Yeah. So get ready for me to actually enjoy this movie while having crapped on arguably probably a better film this time around. I'm sure. And um, I hope that uh, I want to spread this one because I chose this movie because I saw Seagal Van Dam and got tricked because I was thinking he was the good Van Dam, not the dumb professional but wrestler. But we don't know. We have, we'll, we'll have to see from the movie. Uh, if if Rob Van Dam proves to be the good Van Dam, it's sure he could be. He could be fantastic. I've never seen him act outside of a ring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there we go. It's what, <laughs> what if this movie just all his scenes? He's in a wrestling ring, regardless of where he oh, is. Oh, be so good. I mean, this movie could be great. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. It's available on Netflix for all you people that watch uh, out there. I'm going to wager without having looked too much into it. I'm going to wager it's the same guy that did um, Perfect Weapon. Oh, I'm sure. Titus Parr. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So do that. You can email us. Uh, oh, yeah. John and Alex at gmail.com. And that's Alex with two X's. Yeah, Alex with two X's. Or uh, we have a website now, John and Alex hate stuff.com. Uh, Alex spelled with two X's. So John and Alex hate stuff.com. John and Alex at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you're like, hey, you guys should lambast this film or, hey, you know what you'd, you know what you'd like is uh, this movie and we could watch it. Or your opinion is dumb. Lilu yeah. is great. John, I don't think we're on a really first name basis with Lilu yet. No, oh, I'm sorry. I've already deleted her name. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, next episode, we're watching Sniper. What's it? Special Ops? Sure. All right. See you guys then. Bye. Bye.